planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the final episode of the Everblack podcast for 2019, or if you're streaming it in uh, a few days' time, welcome to the new year. Happy new year. Uh, We are now in the future, 2020. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, On this episode, we are joined by my good friend, David Owen Blackley from Her Name is Murder Productions, who we had on earlier in the year to talk about their 10-year anniversary, and a lot has happened since then. We had a lot to catch up on, uh, because uh, David came back to Australia and worked with uh, some awesome bands like Our Last Enemy, and Red Hook, The Silencio, Pete Murray, and uh, a bunch of others. And uh, on this chat, we actually got a chance to talk about uh, his work with Sepultura, and uh, about their new album, how we've heard the new album, we love the new album, can't wait for everyone else to hear it, as well as uh, what the future holds for him and uh, going into 2020, uh, and also a little bit of Transformers too. There was a a good 20-minute chat (laughs) that I uh, had to edit right down where we talked about our love for uh, the animated Transformers movie, and uh, that got real deep, but uh, you don't all want to hear us talking about uh, you know, the death of Optimus Prime and uh, the tears that have been shed <laughs> over the years. But uh, that was a good that was a that was a good chat. Thanks for uh, you know indulging the uh, nerdy Transformers fan in me, David. Uh, but uh, we we cut that down. We cut it down for your uh, <laughs> for your own peace of mind. All right, before we go into the chat, I do have to mention that this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They do shirts, hats, patches, you name it. If you can wear it, they can print it. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and uh, they're great guys. www.blacklightad.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. www.rwpromotion.com.au. I also want to take a moment to let everyone know that the Aztec Mexican Restaurant at Broadbeach on the Gold Coast are teaming up with 94.1 FM's The Local Gig to host a special buy one, get one free night called Two Up Tuesdays, where you and a friend or your other half or a mate can go down there, order one of their amazing meals, uh, and listen to the live stream uh, of The Local Gig, which is hosted by Stewie, uh, good, good dude, local legend, and uh, the local uh, gig radio show, it's a big supporter of Australian artists. So if you're in a band, you can send them your tracks to localgig at 941fm.com.au. And then uh, come down on Tuesdays, get yourself a beer, uh, some tacos, uh, a Durango, which is quite popular, and uh, listen to uh, to some uh, local bands and hang out with some other musicians, network, maybe buy some merch. And uh, just uh, support the local scene. That kicks off at 7pm on Tuesday nights at the Aztec in Broadbeach. I will see you there. And uh, they're good dudes there at the restaurant too. And they make a killer feed. Get yourself some tacos, a Durango, some beers. You won't regret it. 
All right, don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, YouTube, and you can also stream it through Facebook. So it is everywhere. Help us share uh, the content. We really appreciate all the help. And uh, especially going into the new year, we've got heaps and heaps and heaps on the way. And we can't wait to uh, share what we've got cooking up behind the scenes here. All right, here is my chat with David Owen Blackley from Her Name is Murder Productions. Go uh, check out his page and his work. He's incredible. And uh, go book him for any of your music videos or projects because uh, he's damn amazing at what he does. Horns high, people, and happy new year. David, how you going, man? Hello, my friend. I'm great. Thanks for having me back. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, dude. It's been uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I think it was May was the last time we uh, had a chat, and uh, heaps has happened since then. Yes, it's already the end of the year. Crazy. <laughs> I'm not I think man, uh, when it. I spoke to you last, I was um, I was living in Lisbon at that stage, and now I'm back in the Netherlands. Where where in the Netherlands? At the moment, I'm in a nice medieval town or city. I suppose it depends on the size, but uh, it's called Amersfoort, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. Hey, it's got the canals and the city squares, and it's got lots of woods and forests close by. So it's a really nice place. And it's winter right now, so it's uh, perfect for hibernating and getting a lot of post production done, which is pretty much what I'm going to be all about now for the next little while. <laughs> Moving around like that and you find a little town, a little medieval town that's all uh, sort of grim and frostbitten at the moment. How does that affect your work? Does that have any influence on what you do and the mood of stuff? Um, I like to be on the move. And it's funny, though, because <laughs> usually it's like kind of push and pull with uh, you always want something that you don't have. So when I'm on the move, uh, then I long for a place to call home. And then if I am in a home, I tend to get itchy feet pretty quickly as well. So when I knew that about myself, I really tried to establish uh, a way to work best with that. And so I figured out that it's nice to be in a place for as long as that may be, but then uh, go out on tours or go work with a band in a studio and stay there for a bit and then come back to a home. Um, And that seems to be pretty nice. Uh, It's pretty uh, fortunate of myself and I feel pretty lucky that I can move around and see other places because, yeah, like you said, that does have a pretty big impact on the work, uh, whether it's the place itself, the people or the weather, uh, and that affects my mood uh, and my creative flow, I guess you could say, and all that goes into the work. Has there been a video that's really stuck out where you've gone, oh, this is where I I, I moved to this place or this is like a, how, how would I say it, somewhere has had such a, an impact, a, a mood or something like that has impacted a, a, a project? There's probably one place that will always be the answer to this question for me and um, when I first came overseas uh, I lived in London and I was meant to be there for one year and it just for various reasons didn't work out and after five months I had the choice uh, or choices of moving back to Australia or really trying to continue on And so I made the choice to stay and I found this place on a site called Workaway, which is essentially a place where you can trade uh, a service or a skill for 
uh, a place to stay uh, for food and things like that. And I found this recording studio uh, heading out towards the highlands of Scotland called Teapot Studio. And it's in this place called the Path of Condi uh, in the Perthshire region. And it's this little studio literally in the middle of nowhere. There's no public transport that goes out there. There's kind of like the one road in and out. Um, and the closest little village is about a 20 minute car ride away. And it's one of those recording studios where when you go there, when the band goes there, they sleep there, they live there, they party there. It's not based on hours of opening and closing. So, you know, if people are feeling up for it at 2am, then the control desk is there ready to go and the band starts recording. So you kind of have this like slumber party vibe while creating an album uh and i went out to that place in a time where i was feeling pretty defeated and not really sure what was going to happen with everything and in a way uh teapot studio as corny as it sounds really saved me and it really inspired me and it showed me everything i kind of wanted and hoped for from moving overseas with her name is murder and it really showed me uh, what I wanted and what I didn't want with uh, this potential adventure. So for me, Teapot Studios will always be that special place. And that really influenced this whole trajectory of working and traveling uh, overseas or around the world with my business. It really made me think that it was possible because it just was so inspiring to be mm. in a place like that with such creative energy. Uh, with the feeling of anything is possible. So that really, that place is what I have to thank for, I guess, in a way, where I am now and persevering. Of course, I mean, last time we spoke, we were uh, talking about the uh, 10th anniversary of Her Name is Murder, and uh, which is just incredible, man. It's It's been such an amazing journey for you, and especially since may you've crammed a hell of a lot in since last time we spoke um what's what's been the biggest highlight for you in that time yes i think uh since we spoke last i had this little seed of an idea of putting together some sort of event for the anniversary and i had a lot of things coming up and i sit here talking to you now and all that's kind of been done and dusted and i'm left here now uh I guess, sitting in the dust as it all falls on top of me, just thinking, well, what the (laughs) hell just happened? Um, In a good way, of course. But um, I don't know whether it's just great timing because it is the 10-year anniversary and also I turned 35 this year and that whole rule of seven and having big life-changing experiences uh, every seven years. But I really feel great where everything is right now with the business and myself, uh, the two have to go hand in hand with each other. So to have the the 10 year anniversary event in Sydney, uh, which was on November 30th, was a pretty scary thing for me to do because uh, I'm not used to being in front of the camera. I remember even Mm. the first conversation with you, I was like so nervous doing that, (laughs) but you made it really easy very quickly. And um, I, I really wanted to do something though to commemorate the decade, not just for myself, but for everyone that's been on this journey with me. Because at the end of the day, without any of those people, without every single one of those people, there wouldn't even be an event. There wouldn't even be a business. Uh, And I just wanted to have 
some way of saying thank you to people uh, for providing me with an outlet for my expression and my creative voice because uh, my work is essentially me. And uh, the last 10 years has been a big discovery and journey through my work, finding out who I am as well. And so it was really important for me to invite people and bring people together to just honor that and say thank you and just have something official for the history books as well. So for me, I guess that probably was the highlight of the year because that encapsulates everything. <laughs> um, and once it was done as well, it was, it was a really fun, lovely thing. And once it was done though, I was really happy that it was over with because <laughs> I was, uh, it was a lot of planning and I was just so nervous leading up to it and it went well. And I was like, excellent. Now I can uh, get on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was really lovely to have uh, people together and see some familiar faces and just have some family and friends and stuff like that there. So it was a nice way to end the year. Wish I could have been there, brother. Yes. Yes. It would have been great to have you there as well. That was the problem as well because Australia is a big place and I'm from mm. Brisbane, obviously, And but it was held in Sydney and I had to make a decision. Oh, where do I have it? And uh, Sydney, you know, is between Melbourne and Brisbane and it's not going to be easy for everyone, but that was probably actually one of the hardest parts of the whole thing. Where do I put it on? <laughs> do you feel that now that you've sort of done that, you've turned the page like uh, on, on the chapter of the, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm having trouble uh, coming up with the right words tonight. <laughs> Um, I, know, but, I know what I know um, what you mean. Like, what, what's next? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, kind of like you, you know, it's a it, you've you've turned that page and you've started you started chapter two. Do you mm. feel that that that's you know it's it's significant like that? I would love to believe that I could sit here with you in ten years and celebrate twenty years. That's my plan uh, to keep going. Mm. Uh, and so for me. I'm not daunted by the prospect of another 10 years, but that is quite a big thing, realistically. Um, it's hard to uh, work for yourself. And this is like, this is the one thing that I do. Uh, I don't have another job or anything like that. And I feel because I've made it to 10 years that not that I'm indestructible, but it does give you a lot of uh, stamina and strength and belief in yourself. And I guess my goal now turning to chapter two is to, uh, take everything I've learned from the last 10 years and who I am right now and just keep smashing forward, man. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> I mean, as long as like I can hold a camera, I can hear and see, uh, I want to keep doing this till I, I can't. And by can't, I mean, till I'm old and gray or like I said, can't hold a camera anymore or something like yeah. that. So that's, that's the goal. <laughs> well, by that time they'll probably have uh, robots and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll, probably be, like, be, I'll probably be 90 years with old. And... Yes, exactly. And I'll probably be working with holograms of Jim Morrison or, you know, all these bands <laughs> that I wish I could have worked with. And, and so <laughs> that in itself is exciting enough to hang around for. So <laughs> who knows what the future could hold. That's right, man. With all the deep fake stuff, you never know what the yeah. <laughs> who you're gonna work with. <laughs> we'll have teleporting machines, and I'll just like teleport to your office and do the interview in person. 
See, I like that. That's that's yeah. a really good idea. You know, that's like the old uh, Futurama tubes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I always <laughs> wish that was real, actually, when I watched the show. thought they were great. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, while you were here, though, you, you did work with some uh, awesome bands. Um, a lot of bands mm-hmm. that, you know, with mutual friends with. One of them mm-hmm. was Our Last Enemy, who yes. you worked with many years ago. How, how was it uh, teaming up with those boys again? It was awesome. It was really great because um, those guys behind the scenes have been busy for, uh, I guess you could say, a, a few years now. Um, so they've been working really hard on new recordings and putting everything into place. And yeah, it just worked out great this time around that they were ready to go um, with some music video shoots. And it was really cool as well because... Um, I think first worked with them in 2011 and we've done a few videos with them. And each time I've worked with them, it's been with my brother, Dean Blackley, uh, who I started the business with. And um, mm. so we get to work together uh, here and there on various projects, which is awesome. And yeah, so it worked out great for many reasons because he was also able to be on board. And I always like working with him. We call ourselves the Blackley brothers and we do clips with her name is murder uh on various different projects and it was great to work with the guys the new sound songs are sounding huge uh and we had a great fun a great fun time working together again they're the type of band as well where uh where we kind of know each other pretty well so we know how to work with each other we know how to push each other and uh I want to say it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work as well, but that hard work is a lot of fun. And um, it's really good when you've been with a band for nearly a decade and you've kind of grown together and you, you know, you follow each other's paths of success. And it's just great to be a part of that journey with any band. Um, Really, you start feeling like that proud parent type of feeling or something. It's really quite a special thing. So, yeah, I love it when I come to Australia. It's about once a year and I get to work with a lot of bands like that that I've worked with before or I'm really good friends with now. And uh, it it really creates such dynamic projects because the trust is there already. So Mm. you just jump straight in to doing what you do um, and... Yeah, it's great because each project gets bigger and better uh, for all those various reasons. So that was really nice and did a, a shoot with Red Hook, The Silencio and Pete Murray as well. So it was a good oh, cool. little couple of weeks, yeah. And I bet they were all different in their own way. Like I yeah. can imagine like the <laughs> Silencio shoot, Our Last Enemy, Red Hook and Pete Murray would all be different sort of vibes as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's such a beautiful thing about the work because it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I do the same thing. I shoot music videos or I shoot music documentaries, but each project is far from the same. And yeah, that's that's what I mean, keeps it so fresh and exciting. And uh, even if they weren't, even if they were all the same, uh, the people involved in the creative process or people involved in the bands are definitely not the same as well. So you're working with so many different dynamics uh, continuously. And that's why I think you never stop learning. Uh, You never stop getting nervous. You never stop getting pushed. Um, And that's a really great way to be uh, with your work and with your art as well. So it's really good to... uh, 
be able to work, yeah, with so many different styles of artists and personalities. I'm really thankful for that. I'm also really thankful that my work can translate through those different spectrums because I think essentially Her Name is Murder comes across as a, a, a visual business that maybe works with mainly heavy music. And I think mm. over the last five years in particular, particularly with the move overseas, uh, it's really allowed for that to branch out more um and i would find myself in various pockets around europe working with such obscure artists and music um and being able to release projects like that has really opened up uh the business for example then to work with someone like pete murray who maybe i might not have got that job five years ago because i would have been deemed uh, someone that does only heavy bands or does only grim intense music video work so it's a nice position as well to be in that kind of traveling to different places has really allowed the business to open up and spread its wings. And also show that you're also versatile in yes. your style. And adaptable, is- exactly. Yeah, yeah, thanks. That's so true. And adaptable because that's a big part yeah. of it as well. Kind of rolling with the punches, hitting the ground running. You really have to be quick and read the situation and adapt. And yeah, that, that's a lot of fun as well. That's why I think a lot of the time sometimes a shoot or a tour will end and you are literally standing there just thinking what what the hell just happened and you really have to start piecing (laughs) it all together because it's not autopilot, but you do become what the job requires or you become Mm. the person that the job requires. And I think that's a part of that that part of you exists, but it might not be a part of you that you use all the time or every day. And so you can be running on this level that is quite unusual for you to normally run at. And uh, when it's done, you sometimes then need a chance to, uh, I think it's important. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets bets if either team hits a three in any nba playoff game visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager virginia only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-888-532-3500 enough every job you had to take like a break uh, even if it's for a day because you do need to recharge the batteries. And that's important. One thing you did mention before is uh, along the journey that you've, you've had bands that have gone on to 
you've you've sort of grown with some of these bands and mm-hmm. you know there's some of the bands that you have worked with have gone on to make waves internationally like uh alpha wolf and and die art is murder and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. how does it feel for you knowing that you're part of of their growth and their journey and that you've helped in a way you know project that image out into the universe it's it's pretty interesting because uh, with some of those bands that you mentioned, there's different degrees of being involved. And then there's some bands where, you know, I've literally been there from nearly the very beginning. And say, for example, uh, Viata's Murder, uh, we did their very first music video at a stage where that was very new and exciting for everyone involved because it was their mm. first music video my business was still pretty fresh, uh, very fresh in terms of working with a big up and coming band like that also, because they were kind of on the brink of blowing up. And, um, and then from then on, they've gone obviously to become one of the biggest band, like heavy bands in the world, I guess you could say at the moment and work yeah. with so many fantastic directors. And it's, it's really cool to have been involved uh, with that you know, that very first music video and then coming to work with Alpha Wolf that you mentioned as well, that's then coming on the tail end where they've done so much work. They've toured Australia so much. They've worked with some of my favorite Australian music video directors. And then luckily enough, I got to work with them for their very last music video, Russian Roulette. And that's coming on the tail end of, you know, a journey that I haven't been a part of, but I get to contribute to. And now I am a part of that. And so that's really cool as well because, you know, uh, first of all, like I'm a huge fan of Alpha Wolf and to work with them for me was like something on the bucket list because I admire their music and I especially admire their music video back catalogue. So that's really cool as well to, you know, either be involved at the beginning or at the end or in the middle of something. And then there's a band, say, like Red Hook, where I've been involved with Emmy Mac and... Uh, her other bands and then Red Hook from the beginning to now. And that's been like a continuous relationship. And that's super gratifying as well because I've known M for so long and then they get to go overseas and play Download Festival and tour with Three Days Grace and Bad Wolves. And I get to go on tour with them to document that. And for me, that's just beyond words because I know how hard those guys work i know how hard m's worked for as long as i've been working if not longer and then you see things happen and you see people get it and you see uh kids in the crowd looking up to her and being inspired by her and oh man like that stuff's just so profound and to be a part of anything like that any shape or form the beginning at the end or throughout the entire thing is just a huge, huge honor. And I really don't take that for granted. That's such a big part of what I do and why I love it because of that, that emotional investment um, yeah. for good people doing good things that believe in what they're doing as well. It's really inspiring. Also, it really pushes me to do the best I can for them. And a- another band that you've worked with uh, is Sepultura. Mm-hmm. And uh, you recently worked with them again. That new album, Quadra Man, it's 
It's oh, going to be I, huge. I've been, lucky, <laughs> I've been lucky enough to hear it. Um, and uh, that album, Quadra, is fucking huge, man. And that's not out until February 7. Yes. But have you – you've heard it. I'm, of course you've probably heard it. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I, I, well, if you've heard it, then I can say that I've heard it as well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andreas, um, yeah, he sent me the album a little uh, when I was back in Australia just recently. And so, yes, I've been lucky enough to hear the finished product because that's a funny thing being in the studio as well. Like I go into the studio with them, for example, and I, I haven't heard the pre-pro or the demos. So I come in mm. and then I'm, I'm hearing the scratch tracks and then them laying things down. And it's like, it, it feels when you go through that, it's like getting bits and pieces. And then as the weeks go, go on, you hear the songs grow. But, you know, say when Andreas is recording rhythm guitar, I can hear a riff and I have no idea all the lead that's going to be put over that or, the vocals at that point in time and so I can hear things and I have no idea like the scope that's yet to come with these songs or uh, you could hear something and go oh that's not what I was expecting and then you hear it in the album with everything else and you're like ah okay that's where that was going and uh, so to hear you know uh, the finished product is a pretty cool thing because you've just been kind of getting the breadcrumbs throughout the entire experience and this and that and bits and pieces. And, um, yeah, it's a really exciting time for the guys because Machine Messiah, their previous album, uh, really lit a fire uh, with Mm. the band as well as the fans. And those guys are just so hungry. It's really cool. I mean, you could say in a way that, they're not spring chickens anymore, but you, they don't act like it and they keep pushing themselves and having uh, Eloy in the band, the drummer, I think has really opened them up with where they can go writing wise. And because he's such a beast as well, it's really pushed the other guys to step up their game. And uh, yeah, just the four of those uh, guys in Sepultura really get along well as well, which is really cool to see after 30 plus years. Um, this lineup, they uh, they they just have great dynamic, and it feels really lovely to have been a part of this era of Sepultura. Because I think I was saying to you last time, like they got me into heavy metal music, and mm. they began that whole journey for me. And to be around now, when it's kind of coming back full circle to that excitement and anticipation of one of the greats. Uh, which is, of course, I think what they definitely deserve is really cool. And to have documented Machine Messiah and then being asked back to document Quadra uh, is a, a dream come true because this is a really exciting time for the band. And it's a real honor to be able to document that and tell that story. So I've had only great experiences with that band and I'm uh, really proud of the work that uh, I do for or with them also just still trips me out as well <laughs> because yeah. yeah i was the dude that like knew all the songs knew all the words and play air guitar to bands like sepultura in the lounge room so yeah it's, it's really cool uh to be a part of that and yeah that's the same thing you know just being emotionally invested in it like bands with the red hook and the bands i was talking about before mm. it, for me you know i am invested in all these bands this this work is what keeps me going and 
and uh, allows me to express myself. So I, I love being so attached and involved and invested in what I do. And I think for me, it really makes a big difference to the final product. Absolutely, man. That's so good to hear that, you know, that you've, uh, what you, you think the same thing about the album. I think everyone's going to lose, lose their shit when they hear Quadra. It's, <laughs> it's cool seeing the anticipation build because yeah, the, the, the lyric video just dropped. And I mean, after the first song, Isolation, because uh, everyone was so ready to hear new music after Machine Messiah yeah. and then Isolation didn't disappoint the people it looked like. And so now it's just continual rise in anticipation until February. So it's really cool to I see know. that. Crazy, crazy, crazy shit. And, and the uh, guys are vibing uh, it as well. They're really excited about it. So oh, that's that, awesome. if, if that goes to say anything to anyone who's a fan listening to this, the band are really, really proud of this. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> of course, I mean, looking back at all the, the, the videos you've done and, I mean, what was, what was the, you know, we've spoken a lot about the highs, but what about the lows? What about the, uh, the most difficult shoots that you've had to do? Is there one in particular that you had to really, you know, pull all your resources, go into troubleshooting mode, just it all came together at the last minute? Is there one video that sort of really sticks out? I have been pretty lucky, to be honest, where uh, things seem to fall into place pretty well because of planning and then if it falls apart because things can easily fall apart even if you plan that within uh myself and the band we're able to kind of save it and put something else together which then ends up seeming like it was far better than the original concept uh so yeah uh i'd probably be boring in saying that I've never really, unless I have completely forgotten because it either wasn't that catastrophic or it hasn't <laughs> happened, but I guess emotionally, um, so I've been shooting with a Canon 7D um, for or since like 2010 and mm. that camera at the time when it came out was uh, considered pretty, pretty high end and it was a top of the line, especially with the whole kit, Canon Nikon uh, cameras that were coming out shooting video. And I remember getting that camera because a lot of people at the time shooting music videos in America and things like that were using that camera and I liked what it did. And then especially in the last few years, because I still, still use that same camera, um, I found it was really so responsible and vital for giving me my visual and uh, what I feel comfortable with. And it wasn't until um, it was the end of last year, so the end of 2018, I was on a shoot in Western Australia um, shooting with uh, a good friend, MJ, and we were doing a music video shoot for her and the camera just finally didn't didn't turn back on. And it lasted me nearly 10 years, but it was really, uh, it was, (laughs) the camera had always meant so much to me. But it wasn't until it actually, I'd say, died or passed on, because <laughs> that's what it felt like, that I, it really hit me. And yeah, it yeah. might sound a bit silly, but that camera had been with me everywhere, uh, especially overseas. And like it had really been with me with a lot of things that no one knows about, you know. Uh, mm. And it's it's been there for my my highs and lows and it's been my my extension my voice to provide me with this business as well and so when it stopped working i i had to 
have a moment. And we, we got another camera, uh, luckily, um, to show how passe these cameras are now. The artist was like, oh, yeah, I got a 7D lying around somewhere. We can, we can use mine. <laughs> so I was able to finish the shoot. Um, but once the shoot finished, then, yeah, then I, I had uh, that moment to myself to realize, oh, wow, so that camera's gone now and I have to think about getting a replacement or getting a new camera. And, um, yeah, I, I grieved, I cried, and my, my girlfriend was there and gave me a big hug. But um, it had been some sort of relationship or, like, a best friend or um, it had allowed me to share with people what I see uh, and places I had been and some of the moments uh, that had really had such a profound impact on me. And then uh, those other moments of, uh, you know, not knowing where I was going to sleep next when I was overseas or when I had no money left and didn't Mm. know what I was going to do next. Like it would just be me and my camera and my backpack. So that was kind of a situation that I had to bounce back from in a way, just like when you lose something that you care about a lot and, uh, then I had the choice of, oh, do I get a, a fancy new camera? Oh, do I do this or do I do that? And, of course, I just got myself another 7D. <laughs> so I'm still <laughs> shooting on a 7D. <laughs> do you still have that, that original camera? Yeah, I've kept the body. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready to part ways with it yet. I, I, I think when I eventually have my house that's – you know, when I'm like, this is going to be my place now. I'm setting up shop here for good. Uh, have, I want to have a room with all my CDs that are in boxes in my mum's garage because I got so many CDs and I got VHS tapes and cassettes and band posters and uh, props from music video shoots. I want to set up a room that will have all that stuff in it and the Canon 7D body will go there too. It'll hang around. That's beautiful, man. No, because you know why? <laughs> you know, there's there's a valid reason why you'd feel that way is because in a way it's an extension of yourself. It's oh, like totally. a, you know, and it's like a famous guitarist with, you know, their, their, that one guitar, you know, that's, yes. I totally yeah, get it. Exactly. Totally get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, really, yeah, shared that type of story before because, yeah, it's, it's quite a, a personal one. And in a way, I was always not sure if it would sound a bit silly, I guess. No. But yeah, no, it does no. make sense when you say the guitar thing as well, because you do hear a lot of people uh, or guitarists speak of their guitars like that. And you're right, it is an extension. That, that camera has given me vintage HD, literally. I mean, that camera has given mm. me the perfect style I've always dreamed of having. It just took me... <laughs> nearly a decade to find it (laughs) but i got there in the end (laughs) oh man it was you know but then again you know it's like in other ways looking at it's like uh luke and r2 you know (laughs) r2 d2 there you go my r2 d2 70 there you go see see it's a it sounds like a droid it does doesn't it i like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh and of course i mean uh what's what's next for you man i mean gonna 2020s like three four days away yeah chapter two what's what's going on dealing dealing with that 2020 sounds uh futuristic in a way to me do you think like 2020 
I was watching. It does, um, but not anymore. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like ten years ago, you go twenty twenty, you go, oh shit, like flying cars and stuff. And now we're like, uh, you know, just bushfires and you know, apocalyptic, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's maybe rulers. maybe like the Mad Max future is coming. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's what's happened. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> on my on my birthday in November. I watched because one of my favorite movies is the animated Transformers movie from the eighties. And um, uh, I think by I default, it's my great. favorite movie. If someone asks me, yeah, I'm just like, it's that movie. Because I think essentially it is. But, you know, you have other favorites that come and go as well. But I may have the date wrong if I do. But in the beginning, it says the year is 2005. <laughs> 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 and then it's like in space with the space planets and Transformers, obviously. And I was thinking, well... In the 80s, 2005 must have seemed very far away. <laughs> it's it's true. But, uh, you know, I, I agree. That is one of my favorite movies. Um, and I need to know, do you still cry when Prime dies? Oh, man, that scene is super intense. And uh, my favorite Transformer is Prowl, the police car. And he's one, oh, of, the wow. four, he's one of the four Autobots that gets killed uh, on the spaceship heading to earth with Ironhide. Ironhide, um, yep. Oh, man, when they did that scene and just like ruthlessly killed off some of the originals, that was probably the first instance of the end of my childhood. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Like, uh, I don't think we've spoken about this before, but no. I actually, I'm a massive Transformers fan. I actually mm-hmm. have Peter Cullen's signature tattooed on my arm. Oh, wow. Because, uh, He's, cool. he's the greatest and uh, that movie is yeah yeah that movie is a very big deal i'm i'm one of those i sit on the hot rod side of the fence the rod okay oh yeah so that's a, that's a very divided fence isn't it <laughs> it is a very divided fence a lot of people uh, blame the... him for a certain thing <laughs> yeah but you know <laughs> fuck those people yeah he was um, just doing uh, what he thought best following his heart following thank his you intuition. very much <laughs> thank you very much he was you know and it you know Fucking now I'm getting angry. Um, <laughs> one could even say wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So good. <laughs> Nelson Shin oh. directed it. I gotta look him up. I gotta see what I remember looking him up and trying to see what else that he had done because he was the director of it. But um I can't remember what else he was responsible for. Because I think him down. Yes. <laughs> he, he took the, he took the Transformers thing to a whole new level because of that movie. Oh, though. absolutely! Hasn't he been made the same it. since. No, <laughs> the bar's too high. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, of course. I mean, but yeah, of course. Twenty twenty, man. Um, what's uh, <laughs> what's uh, what do you got planned? What's what's going coming up? So yeah, just uh. Enjoying right now the the winter and getting stuck into a bunch of post-production because the last six months have been really, really great. Uh, I've really enjoyed myself getting to work with a lot of bands that have pushed me and challenged me. And um, now I have to uh, deal with the other side of that, which is the post-production phase and putting it all together. But I, I love to edit. And uh, that's a really big part of my personality, actually kind of have two sides. I think like most people do uh, on set and on tour is, you know, the social, the extroverted side. And then the introverted side is me tucked away in the attic behind my keyboard or just working away 
day in, day out. <laughs> and um, that's, the, that's probably the bigger part of my personality. And I really enjoy the editing side of things, putting everything together. So coming into 2020, uh, there'll be a lot of releases coming out, which is really exciting. We've got a stack of content coming out with Sepultura. Got um, a documentary coming out with Will Haven, a documentary coming out for Pete Murray, various music videos also, um, some stuff with Lotus Eater, which is um, a band from the UK that I really, really love and are making really cool heavy music. But um, yeah, just going to be enjoying the winter for the next couple of months, man. Edit, 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 edit. And then once that phase of work is kind of out, then it's on to the next. But I think I probably uh, won't really start taking on new work probably till the end of February, I think. Hectic, man. Well, uh, yeah. first things first, congratulations on 10 years, brother. You made it. And uh, on to the next uh, big step, phase two. Phase and, two. Um, Phase yes. two? Well, kind of. If, if that's the way you'd sort of look at it, or it's just one continuation. But uh, congratulations <laughs> regardless, brother. And thanks again for hanging out on the show and uh, sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you very much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you once again. And uh, yeah, wish you and everyone a happy, happy new year. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 